Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. Hello and welcome to Know You May Not, stories about and from the service industry. I'm Justin, and as half the hosting duo here, you can count on me for a healthy dose of cynicism and sarcasm, both of which I've earned through a solid decade plus in the service industry. And I'm your host, T. From shady dive bars in rural cottage towns to strip clubs in the city to the top upscale casual restaurants in the country, thank goodness I've been blessed with a sense of humor. As service professionals, we all have a few things in common. We love good food, good drinks, and for better or worse, we love our jobs. We use this podcast to talk about all the ups and downs of working the 5 to 2 grind. He's an apathetic, underachieving military brat, patron of the Jazzy Squirrels Street Gang. This week, we're welcoming Jed to the show. This week, we're getting a little bit more serious, talking about house tip policies, what tip out is, why it's necessary, and how a guest can be more savvy about it while dining out. Stick around. Okay, can I touch back to something Justin said? Uh, And we're talking about the value of what people expect to tip for. Right. And one of the things that comes up a lot and I'm, I, it's a difficult position to be in because I see both sides of this is opening a bottle of wine. Oh yeah. This is okay. a good point. When we talk uh, about I like, about this you talk like, Oh, you know, someone pops the top off a bottle for you, uh, a bottle of beer. Like, is it really worth a dollar for someone to do that? Maybe it's not, but it should be worth 50 cents or whatever. You know, people should know like what it costs. Even still though. But like, if you had talked to them, for 20 minutes about the craft beers that they like and you had pointed them in the direction, you know, like mm-hmm. that's still that's, service. That's time. Right, no, of course it is. Yeah, but we're, you know, we're talking more about like that person who walks up to the bar and is like vodka soda. Right. You know, and you're kind of like, I get it. Yeah, like, totally. But what it comes, but wine service is really, really a hot topic for me in this, because it's the perfect example of a situation where the company is making you pay based on the dollar value of what you sell. Yeah. And I understand completely why a guest is sort of like, why should I tip someone $50 for taking the cork out of this bottle of wine, but tip them $5 for taking the cork out of that bottle of wine? Yeah, I agree. Because the process is exactly the same. Totally. Right? Within 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 reason. Within reason, obviously. Um, And I'm not too sure exactly like what the answer is there. That's a tough one. You know, because... Yeah, like there's been lots of times where, you, you know, I've done, like I did a lot of hotel work, you know, in good hotels. And, you know, you get a guy who comes and sits at the bar and he's got his wife or his girlfriend or his escort or whoever this lady sure, happens to whatever. be. Sometimes we it's don't, an escort. We don't judge. Sometimes it's all three. Hey, everyone yes. gets lonely. Yeah. In a various part of the time frame. <laughs> Everybody gets lonely, even escorts. Right. And like, and this guy, you know, goes out and he's like, oh, I'm going to order this $400 bottle of wine, you know? Sure. And you make a little small talk. You pop the top of this thing off and you pour the two glasses and this guy kind of like wants to do the pouring himself, you know, because he's entertaining he's this, this person he's big with. Big wolf on campus. Right, right. And he kind of wants to be left alone, you know. And I really do understand why that guy isn't going to tip $60 on that $400 bottle of wine. I get and it. And as much as I expect that $60, because it did cost me $35 to take the top off that bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy might give me 20 bucks, thinking like, oh, 20 bucks is a great price for taking this top of this wine. And I'm like, yeah, yeah great. But... I'm out $15 now. Yeah. Sure. You know, like, so hopefully the next person who comes in tips me $15 so I can take a zero on both of you. Right. Yeah. Well, I think also like wine is such a huge deal because 
the gamut of prices yeah. that exist for wine. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, the best of beers is going to cost you 25 bucks. You know, like that's, you're not going any crazier than that. But, yeah, but if wine, you happen to work in a place that has a six or $700 bottle of wine. Yeah, or a $2,300 bottle of champagne. Yeah, exactly. Even, even if you're Screaming about, Eagle, you know? Even mm-hmm. if you're talking about $2,800 like, a bottle. Like super expensive scotch or like high-end liquor. Totally. Like in order to pour that into a snifter for you, like it's yep. an ounce of booze. Yep. Like, like someone comes in like, oh, give me two Louis Trays. Sure. Like, like it's neat brandy in a snifter. Totally. Right? No problem. Right? And you can pour that off, no sweat. But I mean, you can only jazz up that presentation so much. Like to bring it out to them, be like, oh, here we are. Ooh la la. That'll be $250. Right. You know? Like, should this guy or woman have to pay $40 for that service? I don't think so. No. But at the same time, the company is definitely charging me $25 for having done it. I agree. Now, I'm going to address something else, though, that, and this is more of a societal concern as opposed to like a uh, micro concern within the restaurant. Um, I think that if you're the type of person that goes in and drinks $2,800 bottles of wine or $400 glasses of Louis Trey, then you can probably afford to pay the extra little tax on that as well. Right. And I think that that's the expectation. Now, no, of course. That doesn't mean it happens. No, 100%. What if it's a 30th anniversary and you're really just bawling out for this particular, like, you know what I mean? Like if this is way out of your price range, if this isn't something that you're doing on a regular basis, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's out of your price range. It's hard. It's a hard thing to address though, because there's also an an, an issue that, you know, like within restaurants, a bottle of wine that you have off the shelf somewhere is going to be a third of the cost, generally speaking as a rule, Mm -hmm. as it is within a restaurant. Now that might seem Absurd to you, 300% increase because it's being warehoused in a restaurant as opposed to a liquor store, but that's the way the world works. Now, are you going to try and buck the system? Are you bucking the system for the right reasons? Or are you just going to accept that this this special occasion, let's say this Dom Perignon you're opening for your niece's graduation or whatever, mm-hmm. is going to cost that little bit extra because, yeah, it's a special occasion and that's what happens. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked, we've definitely uh, talked about corkage before in a negative light, but I think that, I mean, this would be an appropriate time to be like, yeah, I I want my big bottle of wine, uh, but I don't want my server to have to pay for me to have it. So maybe I'm going to buy it somewhere else. I'm going to take advantage of your corkage policy if you have it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a $30 charge now on my bill, Mm. $25, $30 charge. Instead of a $600 charge on a $200 wine that my servers, you know, like, yeah, I yeah. feel like that's an, you obviously can't do that for hard liquor, but you know, that might be an appropriate avenue. I'm just trying to think of like solutions an to this, you know what I mean? It's an interesting approach. I've never thought of corkage in a beneficial light before. And that is, that's, that's something that would, 20% yeah. on $30 is a lot better than 20% on 600. But then it still seems like... <laughs> Accept this, or I, I, you know, I'll punch you in the face. But you know what I mean? Like no, you're like avoiding a negative consequence, again, though, not rewarding. Like, let's if, if we're breaking this down monetarily, right? Like, yeah. if you were to pay six hundred dollars in the restaurant, you were to pay a twenty percent tip on that. Uh, versus if you were to bring that same bottle and buy it somewhere else for two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars, and then pay thirty dollars in the restaurant, like that's that's no brainer. Well, but it requires a bit of uh, forethought, you it know, does. and and that's not a strong point with a lot of. It people. does, yes. And I think, well, then maybe those 
extra hundred dollars or a surcharge for not thinking ahead. Uh, convenience <laughs> fee is a real fucking thing. Have you ever shopped at Max it's, before? It's the service oh, charge wow. for a having convenience store anywhere. It's the service charge for having that car engine installed for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, stop, and goes more pricey than the grocery store. That's <laughs> this is true. Uh, another thing too, also, and this is obviously uh, circling back around. Uh, we talk about. Uh, people who aren't tipping, people who tip below what we consider the average and the cost us out. You know, you also end up with a lot of really good clientele mm-hmm. that get really, really drunk. Oh, yeah. Right? That are good people and you do good service with them um, and on the regular. And then they have a night where they really have a big blowout and they spend three times as much money as they normally do and they're buying drinks for these people and they're picking up this person's check and then they're so, like, not fall down drunk, obviously, but, you know, like, they haven't got it together at the end of the, you know, time to pay. Sure. You know? And you end up looking at that credit card receipt, and under amount, it says 18 cents. That's you know, a conversation. On, I would have that conversation yeah. right away. Right, right. But, yeah. but, but a lot of times, like, in a busy scenario, sometimes, you know, it's maybe someone else who's taking payment or whatever, oh, yeah. you know? And we used to have a guy at an old job of mine. We called him Stiff Steve. And Steve was a real, real nice <laughs> Stiff guy. Stiff Steve. Yeah. Steve was a real nice guy. Uh, and he would come around every week, a couple times a week, and would spend, you know, a reasonable amount of money. He was a great customer, really, really nice guy, tipped really well. But once a month or so, Steve would have, like, his deep end night, you know, where he'd, <laughs> you know, things would really be flowing for him. And he'd pick up a bottle of wine. He'd sure. buy a round of shots. And Steve's bill would go... From being his typical sixty or seventy dollars to being three or four or five hundred dollars, sure, you know, and then Steve would put in his credit card scenario, and he would go instead of hitting eighteen percent, he would hit amount, and he would hit eighteen and hit enter, and that's it, and the thing kicks back on his four hundred dollar bill, eighteen cents, uh, you know, so that no God please no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly, and so Steve of course, and it's a busy busy room, there's a hundred people in the room, and Steve's He's in the wind, you know, he's paid his bill and he's on his way. And and it's not a situation where like, I'm not going to run across, jump over the bar and run Steve down and be like, Steve, you just cost me 32 bucks. Sure. You know, like you, like you're a great guy, but like the amount of good days you're here don't outweigh that one bad day once a month. If you can, I mean, if you can catch that as it happens, cause that's an 18 cent tip, a 20 cent tip is never going to be the intent. Ever. No, of course, of course. It's clearly someone who's like mismanaging totally. like the little credit card machine. Totally. Which it happens a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot. I know, I know. I, I, I've had these, con- and I, I never want to be that person where I'm just like, I'd never want to embarrass someone at the table. But, you of know, course. at the same time, like, was this intentional? And that's my only question. Like, did you intentionally, with, is this the amount that you wanted? And if, if the answer is yes, and it has been yes before, mm-hmm. not, not for cents, but it was like, $20 on 200. I'm like, was this intentional? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Have a lovely night. Right. You know, like, but yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's funny. Left, uh, side note, they yeah. left me another 20 bucks on the table. Nice. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a mistake and save face and all this stuff, but I think, yeah. uh, I've, I've compared this whole, uh, uniform tip out system before to insurance because, I kind of feel like it feels the same way. Like that's how they make their money. Uh, If you're thinking about like the big bad business, they're taking money from you and 
you know, whether you have a busy night and you need a bunch of staff or not, mm-hmm. you pay that rate and it just keeps accumulating, accumulating. Because statistically speaking, you're going to have more dull nights than you are crazy nights. Sure, of course. Um, but in that same vein, and seeing as I have seen, like I mentioned, that these slush funds exist where the overages just kind of sit for a while. Yep. Um, Until someone breaks a bunch of glassware and then they say, oh, we have to order 100 new wine glasses. Yeah, exactly. Do, who pays for those wine glasses? Yeah. Well, you know what? That's also Slu- a check deduction that happens to breakage, beverage. Uh, these are also deductions that we haven't talked right. about, but yeah. they do come off but, checks. Yeah, but these are things, yeah, that you think, like someone on the, off outside, your massive wage someone that you on make. the, on the outside of the business would say, well, that's the cost of operating a business. And you're like, well, yeah, but that money it's, actually is coming from tip money. It's, it's yeah. not, but I mean, I, it's not my business. It's your business. That's something, <laughs> you know what I that mean? is yeah. something like, we haven't yeah. even, not even something we, that we've actually addressed yet though, is that our, our wages, our hourly wages are garnished as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I've been restaurants that I've worked as, I think it's fairly standard practice to have like a beverage deduction. So it's two or three bucks a day or something like that. And it's all, oh, well, cause you guys drink all the juice. You guys, I you drink guys, sparkling water where you can blow me like, yeah, you know, it's sort of like, Oh, you can yeah. use, you have free coffees and you have free this. It's like, well, it's not free if you're taking two or three dollars yeah. off my check every right. day. Where, but, where I'm at right now, like, um, we don't have that, but yeah, definitely like back to that strip club. Like we had to pay an extra $10 per shift for, I, I guess they had had an issue with servers who were lazy and instead of picking cutlery out of, you know, the mess, dump it all they would that. just throw everything in the garbage yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like to offset. And I'm like, just get better people. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> my God. The, the, the conclusion of that thought in my mind though was when I'm thinking about in terms of insurance policy, I think not every place operates this way, but I do think that if you are building these slush funds that if someone has a walkout table or uh, a a zero tip table, um, I will never make it so like, oh, well, now you get to make money on this table. But if I'm managing, I'll look at it and be like, okay, um, let's take this to a zero mark for you. You should never have to pay for a table. Mm -hmm. That should be your insurance policy. And they will still overall make money off that even if they have to sure. pay out it because no, it's it's not that frequent it's and it's you know? it's so infrequent and it's never that much money and especially in comparison to the amount that you're kicking back to a business right you're talking you know per month a few four thousand dollars something like that and at a low volume restaurant i would even say now for the record i worked in a scenario where someone did that right like that was the house policy mm-hmm. and it made very very good sense and you could qualify this once a month you were allowed to basically like pick a table and be like here's a walkout, I shouldn't have to pay for it. Or here's, you know, a big, big, big table that tipped zero because of, you know, you know, misunderstanding the way that things go about here. Sure. Um, Until I saw a girl that I worked with take cash off a table, put it in her pocket, and then come to me and say, these guys walked out. Uh. And I looked at her and I said, I saw you take cash out of the billfold at that table and put it in your pocket. Like I can't give you the $300 that that table is worth out of this slush fund because you're telling me it's a walkout. I was sitting right here. I just watched it happen in front of me. And she looks at me and she's like, no, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And I said, and this wasn't a place with cameras. I mean, I had, I had no, sure. I had no, it's my word against hers, but, but a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, but this, the first situation where you just tell people it's all tough, uh, 
you just got to deal with it, is a lazy management situation. Truly. If you are a good operation, you take care of your management, you take care of your staff, then... For the it, record, this was not a good operation. Yeah, fair. Well, I mean, that does, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you if you see repeat behavior, if you see someone that's constantly every month, you know, if their mm-hmm. policy is once a month, every month they've got one, yeah. well, and they're keep an eye all, on and that they're person. always $400. Yeah, exactly. Like, Super strange. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you start to watch that person and then you fire them. And there is always, I don't care what business you work in, there's always a cost of bad employees. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to absorb that. But this system that we work in right now, I feel like puts the onus on us entirely and nobody is responsible at the top for being like well i guess i have to actually watch my staff to make sure they don't steal from me you know like yeah fucking should like that's i mean on one hand it's a fine balance like don't treat us like criminals but also don't you know don't punish all of us for the deeds of a few but you need to let's let's weed out those few let's talk to our staff let's let's you know like chances are um their coworkers are going to know more about what's going on in their day to day than, you know, you do coming from the top. Like, I just, and I think, yeah, know. like I think if you run a good, a solid establishment and everybody knows that they're taken care of and they can make their money. Um, you know, like I said before, no one's going to steal from you. Um, those that do will get ousted by the ones that don't because hopefully, hopefully. well, like, I mean, hopefully your culture that you've created in your business is more good guys than bad guys because yeah. there certainly are places and I've worked at a couple of them in my life where, you know, I started at a place and I was there for a month and I said, oh my God, like I can't affect positive change in this business because right. it is so corrupt. You know, like everybody that's here is stealing from the owners you burn and the, the owners yeah, are seriously. all, and the owners are drunk all the time and they would rather like, and these people have all been with them for years. And you're kind of just like, so what do you want to what, the ground. Like, what burn, do you want to yeah, do here? Burn that burn shit to the, the ground. ground. Take the insurance money and fucking run. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Change change is always top. It, I mean, culture is top down. Change is top down, right? So if you don't give a fuck about your business and you're going to run it like that, well then fine. But don't expect the people on the bottom to prop up the people on the top. And that's how I feel like the scenario is when you have policies that are like. Yeah, if someone zero tips you, you're fucked. You pay that out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Or if you walk, if they walk out, you pay out of your pocket. You're expecting the lowest guy on the totem pole to care the most and pay the most also. Culture is definitely something that comes top down. Um, and yeah, by that same right, like by creating a culture where people feel comfortable, people at the bottom um, do feel comfortable approaching people at the top, you're going to have a culture that overall works. Like I'm, I'm like visualizing a pyramid here and that's not really what it is. <laughs> no, but it is. In a, in a way, it's certainly not like some kind of like MLM-esque like pyramid scheme. But at the same time, like you want, you want your employees to feel comfortable approaching you so that, yeah, people who are poisoning the culture are being ousted right away. If they feel comfortable talking to the people at the top and they say, hey, like I noticed this, I noticed this, like even if it's just keeping an eye on it. Mm-hmm. And some businesses are better at this than others. That totally. They use a bit more of like a self-policing strategy where, you know, you have X number of people that have been with you for as long as they have been. And if four or five of them come to you and say, this person is bad or this person is evil or this person is whatever. Sure. You know, and they act, they act on it. They're like, okay, well, these people that have, we've had for us for a long time wouldn't no. be talking poorly about this person. I don't even know that it needs sure. to be somebody that's been with you for a long time. I mean, if you're, 
if you're a good manager and you hire good people, you it's much harder, like you said, to get into a system that's just completely corroded mm-hmm. and try and affect some sort of change. Well, alcoholism is real. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're, that's definitely going to be an, another like from, episode. Like from an yeah. owner's perspective yeah, yeah. and like a management perspective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, but I, we're I get, touching on that later. For I get sure. how it happens. Yeah. When you're bored and you're in a place that serves booze and that's all there is to do, mm-hmm. you drink, man. That's it. Mm-hmm. Your but, customers buy you shots like, yeah. and you just take them. But I do yeah. know, I started a restaurant one time and the guy who was training me, the first thing, one of the first things he showed me, I was shadowing him. And he's like, Oh yeah, well we charge for water here, but if somebody doesn't somebody doesn't like tip you enough, you can just delete it off and nobody really says anything. Oh yeah, the number of times I've heard that exactly. And I'm like, you walk in your first This day, is my first, first fucking day. Yeah, first day of training you, is like, yeah, you don't the, know me. How some, stupid are you? If someone doesn't tip you on a bottle of beer, uh just just pocket the money. Yeah. You're like, great. But like, great. And I, and legitimately, <laughs> I was like, who the like I, why <laughs> I just Completely stymied that I'm like, I know I have that trustworthy face. I can see the way you're looking at me from across the table right oh, now. You're you, already you drawn a, in. No, you're like gentle. Yeah. yeah. Well, someone, I ratted that fucker out immediately because yeah. I'm like, what the time? I'm, there's no way I'm working this with you. This is some like, fucking that's... undercover boss shit. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> like, like it was, mm. it was 15 minutes before I went. I'm like, just so you know, this fucking guy is 100% willing to steal from you. Like, that's just like that. Yeah. Because I don't, why would I ever want to work beside that guy? Like, I would probably just leave, to be honest. Like, uh, if that was a scenario, if I got the impression that other employees were doing that and I was, like, the one out, you know, I'd, I'd just leave. Yeah, because it's just all going to roll down onto you. Totally. Absolutely true. You got to believe that the whole place is bad then, though. Oh, absolutely. It this, depends on what yeah. you see, I guess, in your shadow shift. Yeah, this oh, guy. It's, <laughs> it's like worms and apples. Though, yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. if the apples are all together, there's worms in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. In this particular case, it worked out. This guy was a piece of shit. And uh, I think he got immediately downgraded to like just support. <laughs> and was like, didn't get fired. Yeah. It's like, well. Yeah. Why would you fire him? Yeah, right? now you're just going to, yeah, yeah, you're just going to get taken the, down a peg. We'll put him into a situation where you have to supplement his income with tip money. <laughs> no, exactly. Because the thing is. <laughs> That's a super dark, dark, dark way of looking no, at that. God, no. Please, no. But the no. thing is. <laughs> Oh, and that's just it. Like I am, I'm someone who I, I like working support. I like mixing support in with my shifts. It's, it's yeah, great. So do I. Yeah. And man, a weak support will fucking kill your team. Like having just downgrading and I just did air quotes, but like, you know, downgrading someone to support who's like just not cutting it on the floor for whatever reason is like their morale is clearly low if they're stealing or if they're just not good. Yeah, well, if you're using if you're using moving a sales position to a support position as punishment, it's really, really it's difficult bad. to tell the people that are hired for support positions that they have value to the company. Well, I exactly, mean, and, yeah. and the thing is, like, yeah, when when you have a good support, <laughs> and they get promoted, it's quote completely unquote, unspoken again. in this case. Nobody, nobody ever, like, yeah. nobody's ever fired from that particular restaurant. They don't. They were never fired. Like, no. we just, you just like maybe you're taking off the schedule. Maybe you're put into a new segment of the schedule. Nothing's ever explained. It just happens. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. So. I just, I, I think that, you know, good support is like worth its weight in gold. And it's really, really too bad. that they I agree. All, which, which is why tip out is important. Which is why you know? tip out is important. And I'm very, I like to come all the way full circle on this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm very supportive of tip out. Absolutely. Do you know, like it's super important and very, very, very valuable. And everybody deserves to be paid what they deserve. Sure. Truly. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the onus for that is on the sales staff. You know, the yeah. risk the risk is on the sales staff. 
the shit part of this too is I I like I've worked in places where it was completely more or less up to the servers. The tip out, let's say, was low enough that um, we called it grease. We would grease people that were great. Sure. Um, Which is a better scenario. I'd rather tip out was lower with the expectation that you're throwing extra money to people that yeah. are killing it. I think, honestly, like, that's it worked, capitalism. I think I'm it honestly that. worked better because, well, we're, we're looking at, yeah, right? Free goal. <laughs> I was like, um, but, but I mean, like, we're working at, like, modified systems where part of it's capitalism, but part of it is also socialism or just communism where they reach in your pocket and take out money. Oh, just whatever, whatever suits the top. Yeah, right, which yeah. Doesn't, doesn't make sense. But in this particular scenario, when I had a support staff that was amazing, yeah, they were going to make great money off me because I knew that I could crush it in my section and take care of the things that I needed to do and I would make better tips because of that. It's funny because this almost begets itself. So support obviously isn't tipping out because they're not taking tables, but support is going to be more inclined to help you if you're greasing them. 100%. Versus somebody else. And, and then you're, but that's capitalism. Just, no, for sure. But it's like we do the same thing with our tables. Like if we know that we have a baller in our section that's going to maybe be a little bit more generous we make sh- we prioritize that table yeah but well, you go but, where the money is but overall totally. that's the job totally oh, you oh. know like and go back to the whole card salesman or the yeah. car dealership or whatever if two people walk onto the lot and one of them wants to buy an eighty thousand dollar car and one of them wants to buy window tinting for their existing car you know you can't blame anybody for talking to one person first. Yeah. You, you put the new guy to the window yeah. tent guy. Yeah, yeah, like the window tent guy gets taken care of, hey, but like, uh, let's be honest, someone's trying to buy an $80,000 car right now. Totally. Let's go, yeah. like, but let's the system, around. The system works. It balances itself overall. I mean, if you're, if you're too cheap to pay anything, well, you're going to get screwed. But if you're willing to pitch a reasonable amount, and I, I do say reasonable, because I was never the guy who was like, oh, yeah, it's 80 bucks, whatever, just take it. You know, like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a good amount of money at the end of the night. But what you're doing is rewarding the people that are excellent. And the people that I remember that really benefited from that were the ones that they didn't just sit in my section because I tipped them out. They were in everybody's section and they made money off of everybody because mm-hmm. they were that good. That's the way to do it. That's the way that I work. I, I hit every table as hard as I can so that I can make the money that I make. I expect that from anybody else in another job. And right? the truth is there's some, uh, some bussers, uh, and hostesses and like support staff in this line of work that make way more money than some servers do or bartenders Fuck do yeah. because they crush it. Yep. Like A, they're super, super good at the job and B, they have relationships with the people they work with that are actually there for the extra dollars and they're buying them drinks after work and they're giving them rides home and like there's yeah. lots of different things that like sort of, you know, contribute to this person's quality of life. Yeah. You know, and it's a job that really sort of takes care of itself if you're taking care of other people and within a reasonably sized restaurant i think if you have we keep coming back to culture and i think that's important if you have good culture i think that the tip thing is minimized to a degree where it's like yeah everybody needs to make money and we'll make sure that everybody makes the money they need but there are lots of things like drinks there are things like you said like drinks favors whatever you know like Mm -hmm. and I've had conversations with some of the people I still work with actually that used to be support roles and talk to them about, yeah, like, you know, I never had to worry about your section because I knew you always took care of it. So I do minimal stuff. So I never actually expected a lot from you. But at the end of the night when you're like, hey, dude, you want a beer? Yeah, I felt great. Sure. 
you know, and I get my little bit of money. You buy me a beer and that's great. He's like, when this douchebag though, that I know is leaning on me all fucking night, expecting everything at the end of the night, it's just like, yeah, great. Clean, crisp high five, you know, like see see you tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Hello friends. Just wanted to jump in here and say that if you're listening to this message, that means you're listening to this podcast for free. And hey, we love you and thank you so much for your support. But if you do want to skip ads like these, you can head on over to patreon.com slash know you may not and become a patron today. Just five bucks a month gets you ad-free access and exclusive outtakes, as well as upcoming bonus content. Thanks. Back to the show. So I, I just want to bring, um, before we get out of here, we're running a little long today, but That's I just want to bring it back the to say. the... <laughs> Well, Jed's never listened to our podcast before, but this tends to happen. So. I don't have te- I don't have technology. <laughs> no, that's fair. But uh, I do want to I do want to bring back to inflation a little bit, just because I want to end on a question. Well, let's talk about economics. Really, really, I know. We're right? running a little long, so let's talk about economics. Let's go to the yeah. real questions. Now. Let's yeah, let's talk about the really, really short uh, section of this, but um, just kind of like short answer and uh, just a quick why or why not. Um, would you rather, instead of, instead of tip out going up, um, with minimum wage increases, which is something that's been really, really relevant where we are, would you rather keep your wage and tip out the same amount as before? I'll tell you the absolute truth. I would rather work for free and keep all the tips. Okay. And have my, whatever wage they're paying me, use that to supplement whatever else. Totally. hundred percent. And believe, and it would be, it would be, be a better income. Honestly, like at the end of the week, I honestly tip out more, I believe, than my wage is worth. I think. And a lot of people, I think, in this line of work would say the same thing. You know, like as much as everyone needs to make money, we still also need to make money and we need to have a reason to work there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, like, I'm fully into tip out. No mm-hmm. problem. I don't want this to come off like I'm complaining about the process because that's never, ever, ever the intention. Sure, of course. Right. But, I mean, there was a time years ago when tip-out was much less and minimum wage was much less. Right. And we made much more money back then. Right. Than we do yeah. now. And everyone did all right because... Everybody did all right. The employer wasn't paying out as much in terms of wages. Mm-hmm. And so, there was yeah, there was more money to go around. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, now it's 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 a higher wage, no doubt. Um which basically just puts you in a higher tax bracket for the most part. Which you know, is like honestly the aim of it. Which That's is the aim of raising minimum wages is for socialist governments to be able to generate more tax income. That's 100%. the truth. That's the yeah. truth. Because um, I would fucking hide a lot of that too. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, socialist eagle? Gluten-freegal, always. It's the gluten-freegal. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I, I, if we want to go to like a really, really, really hardcore system like... I think maybe not, it's not Texas, but like I think New Mexico maybe does this where like they can't touch your tips at all. The tips you make is yours to keep, but they also can say like, I think your wage is like a dollar fifty. I think that in that scenario, you know, and I'm I, I, and that's a ri- that's a risk reward scenario. That's your like service that, is key. At totally. That point. And that's like yeah. be, that's like being a professional gambler. Yeah. And I think a lot of people that are in this line of work would be like, you know what? I'm good at my job and I absolutely will do it that way. Yeah. I just I did, I did some quick, like, like people that have people that uh, maybe have less obligations for say family life sure, 
or, uh, you know, where there's nothing that's going to come up. More that's gonna nomadic, keep, as you will. Nomadic, but yeah. like nothing that's going to keep you from coming into work tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. I, did, right? I did some quick math in my head, and you're not wrong. Like, on average, you're tipping out. I mean, like, so we work, we work a 10-hour shift. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... Not so, to give away location, 150 bucks like, for a night. Mm-hmm. And we tip up way more than that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So then the consensus is kind of like no wage, no tip out. No wage, no tip out. No wage, no tip out. Yeah. Absolutely. Cash, cash is that's maybe, given to me is put in my pocket. Maybe front of house should be contractors. Right. But I mean, and then at least let them sort of like it's like it's a risk versus reward. Like totally. you said, I mean, let these people go. Let us let us assume all the risk, but also all the reward. Right, right, right. Now the cynic in me says that's never ever going to no, happen. No, but I mean we're talking no, ideals. I, mean, the, here. I know we're talking. The, the government we're talking. would never let that happen because I mean, because then you effectively don't exist on paper for a lot. Of, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, in a lot of ways. Yeah, the, <laughs> the government also that's just a system that's being fed downstream. Because honestly, I do think that the more control it's given over of your money, nobody's like, oh, I you're going to give me. 20% of your money? Oh, I guess I'll take that. That's a, no, mm-hmm. you should probably keep that. No, that's the that restaurant owners are 100% going to fight to get their money or their hands on as much of your money as you can. Of course. And then give it back to you, yeah. allegedly. And they would say, like, and you've said this lots of times, Justin, you said, like, your money. Yeah. But, I mean, the truth is it's not. You know, it's not your money. Well, do it. And even legally, it's not your money. It is. The funny thing is, is that, I still think that there is a portion of this that though it's been allowed, it is actually illegal for them to garnish your, like it is your wage. It is your money like that. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do it. It is allowed to be done. Oh no, 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 it's not legal. It's not legal at all. On your wage, they can do this, but I'm saying like at least where we live right this moment, yeah. tips that are given to you are property of the business you work in until they're distributed back to you. Yeah. That's the truth. And it's that's the, the, and that's the legal wording. That's of the, the loophole and that it's they different. operate on. But yeah. it's cash in your hands. No, the cash, the cash is different. We're talking to so like the credit card tips or, uh, you Some know, places pay service charges though for credit card tips. That's like, illegal too. No, no, no. Like servers are charged a service charge. That's not legal. No, it's a hundred percent. And that there's, I can think of one. But then it's their money. I can think you of one institution. It, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, I can think of one institution you're talking about right now, and they were because just slapped on the wrist for that, and they're not allowed to do it anymore. A service charge, and also that's not your money. Like you can't, that's not. No, but so, and this, and this, but this is the loophole state by state and province by province, yeah. of course. Sure. This is the loophole that you're talking about, which is it is. It is technically their money until it's given back to us. Right. It's a processing issue, right? It is supposed to be given back to us in entirety. Mm-hmm. But they have found that loophole and they exploit it sure. by then saying, well, there are expenses due to your job here that you need to pay for. And then this is the money that's remaining. But it's actually, it's, I mean, it's, it's tied into things like you can't pay uh, for a uniform you're expected to wear. You can't pay for that. Right, which... But everyone does this. But everyone does this. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's 100% illegal. Yeah. But it, it, it is allowed to happen, right? I'm just saying, like, there's a scenario, uh, like, obviously, like, here's a $110 shirt you have to wear. Right. Here's a $65 apron you have to wear. Yeah. And when that apron gets dirty... You have to launder it yourself. You have to launder it yourself. And if that means that you get off work at midnight and you have to work again at 9 a.m., they still expect that thing laundered 
and you know, for a lot of those people, those aren't laundry hours, right? And for a lot of people in this world that are you know paid minimum wage, sure. You know, like we're not living in these uh, you know beautiful houses in the suburbs totally. with a washer and dryer in the basement. We just go downstairs and throw it in, and it's good in the morning. Uh, we have ours on our floor. No, exactly, right? It's, and <laughs> oh my god! You know, so it's actually like it shares this wall right here, and if uh, it sounds like a fucking plane, it sounds like a biplane landing. Oh, it's a terrible washing it's machine. It's horrifying, company. and it's I get what the laundry hours are the way they are. Um, sure, yeah. but like in a scenario, is, like we said, where you're paying $65 for an apron. Man. This is, you know, this and is there's an expectation too. you should have to have two of them. So I have. Just because, you know, you might not be able to launder them in between shifts. By the you way, know, or you, you or you have I one, have, you work a lunch shift and a dinner shift and it's like, okay, it's the same apron. You're like, well, this is dirty. You're like, well, how'd you think I was going to clean this thing? I was really looking for, but I didn't know how to find it. The that's why do you need it? You just did it I so just did well. It. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're like that uh, that talented black dude in Police Academy. Police Academy. Uh, Michael Winslow. Nice. There was no way I was coming up with that name. No, I'm so much older than you, though. It's like mm. a personal hero. Not really. Still, uh, not that much older. You're not older than my oldest sibling. I guarantee you. How that. old's your oldest sibling? Five years older than me, thirty-eight. You're 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 thirty-eight. She's thirty-eight. Oh, I'm much older than that. Really? Oh yeah. Oh shit. I might be five years older than that. Good to you. Wow. Oh, that's the truth. I'm forty. Might be. I'm really? forty-three years old. Oh. Nineteen seventy-six. Stress-free living. Year of our Lord. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I wanted to give him that. It's fine. It's okay. You just spill it. Yeah. I know, Jesus. <laughs> you're spilling so much while you're talking, you might start raping children afterwards. Wow. <sighs> That's Catholic. Right? No, no that was... God, please, no! Spilly no! talker. That's actually a Keith's... Keith's? Yeah. Keith's commercial? Remember the spilly talker? No. No? Seriously? Oh, fuck, you're not that old, I guess. I, well, I don't watch television, and also I mentally block out anything with Keith's. Interesting. Uh, one of the Keith's mascot was like a guy that was like, oh, you're talking about spilly talkers. And he's like a Scottish guy or whatever, but he was uh, secretly, secretly like a Jared. Uh, Fogel. Thank you. Yeah. Ask Ooh, kind of guy where they so raided gross. his basement and found a bunch of child porn. Fuck. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put a marker here, and this is just going to be for administrative purposes. But uh, closing down stuff. Closing closing stuff down. We can keep talking. It's totally cool. But uh, so when can we start rapping? <laughs> whenever you want. For real. Whenever you want. Someone, please. Someone lay down a beat. At, oh. Brothers want to fuck with the rich every day. My income switch, bitch. Word. <laughs> that's all right. Wow. Maybe another marker. I love it. No, I'm. <laughs> no. I'm yeah, that's going. Yeah, that's going in. That's that might be go. that might be the theme track for this one. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> you can take that as my quote. <laughs> Love it. I said that to <laughs> once when dealing <laughs> with day. Oh yeah, like and like be as like hey and sit down, you know, and they're sitting there, and I went over and started rapping for him. I got so mad at him. He grabbed my tattoo when it was fresh. Oh yeah, the chipmunk. Uh, one of them, one yeah. of them, we were sitting at the bar and he was talking to me about it. He's like, Oh yeah, it's really great. And then he, like I said something and it wasn't really that funny, but he's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. no, yeah, I know. I just remembered that you No, it's okay. That no, actually, that'd but be, like yeah. he grabbed my arm yeah. and I was like, we just talked about how much this hurts. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like it was never the same after I was, I was never warm to him after that. I believe it. 
Mm. Had a lot of people at work lately. He was also really sexist, so there was that. Oh, I couldn't imagine why. He did. He did also say he hates white people. So he did say that. <laughs> he did say. Who that. doesn't hate white people? He is not wrong. Globally, it's actually sort of like a very popular. I thing hate white people. You know, but but when one person says it, it's a big problem. But when the world says it, we just roll over. Yeah. When when one person says it and also yells at front of house, like, and we all also happen to be white, and you know, like it, there's just too much happening there. That, I can't like, you see. Can't, I can't. I can't treat stuff like that because also I support like broad spectrum racism. I do. I think it's healthy for the world. Well, I mean, anybody who's traveled knows that racism is not specific to North America. Right? Seriously. Yeah. And like within people, like people that you think like, like, oh, Filipinos, I can only be racist to Filipinos. No, Filipinos can be racist to other Filipinos. There's totally. subsects. Oh, of talk about South, uh, like South Asia. Yeah. Oh yeah, like there's no, there's nobody, oh there's God, nobody. Man. No, I'm not like that's southeast. I'm talking like there's nobody more racist towards each other than Indians, Pakistan. Oh shit, yeah, yeah you know, like yeah. they really, really, really hate because the caste system is still in play. You know, there's a lot of hate going on for like your neighbors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, I universally, if someone was like, I fucking hate white people, I, I preach, brother. That's, I, get I, it. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, Australians, get, Australians first. If I record. get my <laughs> fucking spice dial down on my noodles one more time based on the sound of my voice, I will kill someone. Oh, like stop this. giving me a fork. Yeah, right. It's like, exactly. You know? exactly. It's okay. Yeah. I'll manage these chopsticks. Are you okay with chopsticks? I'll yeah. manage. Uh, self- You're not okay with these chopsticks. Self-facing Caucasian is very, very trendy right now. Very, very trendy. It has to be. It has to be. It's yeah. time. I don't know. That's, I mean, it's, don't, don't get me wrong. I, like I said, I got a shotgun spread. I will be racist to anybody, including white people. Mm. I, I make a that, point, that I make a point of being specifically racist to specific groups of white people just to sort of demonstrate that my casual racism is sort of all encompassing. Mm. Like I'm hard on Australians and then the Irish and then the Scots. Yeah. You know, I'd like, mm. and I, Italians. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. on, I'm on record mm-hmm. being Australians are the lowest form of Caucasian people on this planet. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, that's I, not a, I'm not afraid to say it. I mean it. I, I the really Welsh wish. are top five. Yeah. I, I really wish that we had the Howard Dean scream instead of the Wilhelm scream for this. <laughs> like the Howard Dean, I feel like more encapsulates. <sighs> the Wilhelm scream is a classic though. Yeah. Thank you. It's true. Thank you. This is my pitch for I'm a, the. I'm a big. Fa- I'm a big fan of that specific sound effect. She says pitch uh, demand would be more accurate. I think that's fair. Who paid yeah. for the soundboard? Oh, I see. Maybe uh, someone should have more voting rights. Than right, this. right now, we are not uh, issuing cash or uh, traditional. But are gender we, stereotypes, okay? Are we talking about labor? Because I think we are issuing traditional gender stereotypes. No, not even a little bit. Women always mm. work harder. Guys just and mm. women know make about more. Women know about labor. We do the tech. Yeah. We'll never know about labor. That's true. Actually, traditionally, women do do a lot better in the tech industry, too. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Yep. I don't care. There's still a glass ceiling. Try and break your way through until you get up. I guess we're not talking. I can't hear you through it, so... As someone who works in the modeling industry, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, right. Worked, worked. Yeah, I'm used yeah. to being underpaid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should be familiar with the taste of dick by now, I think. Truly, that's how you work. Jesus. Yeah. That's, how you get, that's how you get work. <laughs> that's how you get work. Maybe. You know, that's a risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you keep working. No wonder you, no wonder you ended up in service. <laughs> it's all about service. Oh, man. So, another marker. Yeah, no, we so should definitely that, use all of that. Yeah, That's so that <laughs> about wraps it up. We are going to be signing off today. I think uh, it was a pretty productive discussion on 
House tips. This is probably more serious than we're ever been. We're like probably will ever be again. Actually, I can't speak to that, but I feel like there was lots of things for us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. It was good. It was I very think. productive. Yeah, absolutely. Until we address substance abuse, I don't think we're gonna have this kind of. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Slow but steady. I guess. Of course, I am gonna have someone from the kitchen in that episode. So you have yeah. to. I yeah. will. If you're gonna talk about substance abuse, you got to bring yeah. back a house. So for sure, <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows better. Someone will be there. And I someone who's someone who's huffed whippets before. <laughs> I mean, I'm right here, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, well then, I guess yeah. yeah, you can get a different fill in. Then. You know, that's. So, uh, just signing off on house tip policy, uh, Justin, say goodbye. Okay, this is me saying goodbye. Jed, say goodbye. Uh, adios, Sonora. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great service. So that's our show for this week. Very special thank you to our patrons and our subscribers. Not a subscriber yet? Do you like what you hear? You can subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. If you love what you hear and want to tip on top, you too can become a patron. You can find us over at patreon.com slash knowyoumaynot. Thank you so much for the support. We love you. Have a great service.